0: On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're discussing one of the most annoying things that can happen during your travels, cancelled flights. Whether a flight is cancelled, diverted, or delayed, there's tons of reasons why this might have happened. Some are within an airline's control, but there's others that aren't. So we're going to talk through some of these today so that the next time that this happens to you, and it likely will at some point during your travels, that you can decide if it's worth the energy getting worked up about or not. So let's dive in. Hey, Steph, how's it going? It's going. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm fighting off the the end of this horrible cold. Okay. Um, so I don't know if I sound a little bit raspy. Maybe I've got like the sexy raspy voice thing going on. Or maybe I just sound really stuffed up.
1: Well, let's go with sexy raspy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take
0: it. Yeah, I figured, you know what? I'm not even upset about being sick right now because... I'm going away in a couple weeks and I figure if I'm sick now, that means that it's, you know, I, I, I'm i not sick while I'm away unless I get something else. Yes. But let's knock on one and hope that doesn't happen. But
1: I, I appreciate that logic very much this day and age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I think. I don't I don't know. I mean, I feel like always this time of year, I always get something, something, whatever it is. But I also got um, some vaccines done a couple days ago mm-hmm. um because i was a little bit out of date on a few of my travel vacs so i do wonder i'm like maybe it's because of that i can't actually remember like are there symptoms like you know when you get the everyone had the COVID vaccine and they felt a little bit like flu-y for the next couple days do you get that with other vaccines? I don't remember. Um, if I so ever...
1: everyone's different. Some people definitely yeah. can. But I feel like you're being a little bit of a tease because you've queued up that you've got a big trip coming. You've queued <sighs> up that you need vaccinations for it. Where yes. are you going?
0: I'm going to India. Yes. So I'm yes, going to yes, India yes. in two weeks <laughs> for anyone that is or has listened to our recent, what is it, New Year's resolution episode that we do every year, you'll know that we've talked about India. I think we talked about India specifically in that episode. Um, and so I'm going. And it's gonna take off a couple things from my for my New Year's resolution. Number one, I'm going to see one of the seven wonders of the world.
1: Yes, you are. What now would that, that
0: be? Well, that's uh the Taj Mahal. Obviously, the Great Wall of I, China. I knew that. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> Just... I'm going to go see the Great Wall of China in India. Now, obviously the Taj Mahal. Now, that was actually a New Year's resolution from a couple years ago. So, yeah. ticking that one off. And then I am doing a, I'm going on a tiger safari. So, I'm going to do the the animal encounter, you know, part, part of my trip. Um, so, I'm really excited to check out the tigers in India, which apparently they're massive. <laughs> well, and I think we should looking. clarify,
1: only because you just said tiger encounter, you're doing yeah. a pretty ethical tiger safari. Yes. Not a, oh, yes. I'm not... like, they coax no. the tigers out and make them interact with you kind of thing.
0: Oh, God, no, no, yeah. no, no. And I would never do that. Any, I think we've talked about this and probably talk about it in our ethical animal encounter episode from a couple years back, but... Any encounter with a tiger or a lion where you're able to snuggle up to them, it probably means that they've drugged them, um, and that's not ethical. So we don't do that on our travels. No, I'm going to be in a national park in India where the tigers, they live there, they're protected, um, you know, similar to, uh, you know, safaris that you would do like in Africa where you go see the lions and, you know. Yeah. All those. So yeah, so I'll be just cruising around in uh I, I don't know if it's a jeep or what. I have no idea. But apparently we're gonna go see the tigers in the wild. So super, uh, super excited.
1: I'm obsessed with this for you. And I can yeah. India to this day is one of the favorite places I've ever been.
0: Yeah. Um I know you've mentioned this, and I you know, I think I've always said that India has never really been it's never really been on my bucket list of places, but it's still one of those places where I'm like, I feel like you have to go. You know what I mean? Yes. Maybe when I come back, I'll fall in love with it.
1: Uh, Probably. You probably will. I'm excited to sort of get your thoughts once you're back. Um, much more exciting than I just did 10 days in Sydney. That's cool,
0: <laughs> That's though. My Sydney is travels. a cool city. <laughs> but you've been traveling loads for work and, you yeah. know, really tying in that business what is it optimizing on those business trips
1: uh absolutely and this was a (laughs) hack we didn't even mention in that optimizing business travel episode um Mm -hmm. my client I was doing an event for in Sydney actually had a room block that wasn't fully utilized so I was able to stay in a five-star hotel for a full 10 days
0: Oh, look at you. I know. Look at you at these five-star resorts, I know, living I, it up. I genuinely
1: thought I'd be there during work and then doing, not quite the hostile life, but like yeah. something cheap in between. And I just got very lucky, to be
0: honest. That's, yeah. I mean, I just remember the days us sharing... Hostel bunk beds with, you know, 25 people in the room. And now you're living it up in five star hotels in Sydney. So, how far have we come? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have since we even started recording this podcast. No, we have really leveled up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, all that podcast I love that. revenue
0: yeah Um, really yeah keep listening guys (laughs) tell all your friends
1: (laughs) all that to say despite some of you know the cool things we're doing and the five star things we get to experience (laughs) that does not make us immune from flight cancellations diversions delays
0: all of it yeah it's that is just a part of traveling that you guys are going to have to You have to learn to accept. And it's funny you mentioned that because um, so when I go to India in a couple weeks, I'm flying with BA, Mm -hmm. as I always do. I've got my my membership with them. So anytime I can fly BA, I obviously will. And last year I flew with them uh, to Greece when I went to Santorini and also flew with them when I uh, went home over Christmas. And twice within the year, I had canceled flights with BA, which is not a great track record. But BA was a little bit of a mess last year. There was lots of strikes going on. Um, you know, they were understaffed. And I think a lot of airlines really suffered. But BA was like exceptionally bad.
1: Yeah. And to be <laughs> yeah, honest. You still fly
0: with them. <laughs>
1: that is Qantas right now. And same thing. I still mm. only book with Qantas because yeah. they get you once you. Once you have that status, they've got you. <laughs>
0: genuinely i did not think i would ever get sucked into this whole like points with one airline i always thought i'll fly with whatever's the cheapest no 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 (laughs) i'm on a bronze status right now almost on silver Mm -hmm. so my loyalty lies with ba and i'm like damn it this they really do suck you in (laughs) i know
1: i'm about to cross into gold with Qantas, and there's no turning back now
0: (laughs) i know that's it i gotta like some i'm even looking at some flights just to take that will give me a few extra points to move. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, God, this is this is how they do it. But yeah. um, but it was funny though last year. Like, I remember, yeah, like when my flight got cancelled, um, specifically the one on the way home to mm-hmm. um to Canada. So it was like the day of my flight was leaving at 5 p.m. and I was, you know, getting ready. I was all packed, ready to go, thinking, like, what time am I gonna leave my house to get to the airport? And thankfully I checked on the app. And it just said in big, like, red letters, flight canceled. And I'm like, what? And, like, they didn't even email me or anything. It was just, like, a case of actually going onto the app. And thankfully, I, you know, I'm... So neurotic when it comes to like flying and getting to the airport early. Thank God I did, but there's probably people that didn't. But the reason for the cancellation, I didn't even really understand it. It was something like it was some tech issue, and it was all in the news. Something had happened, but it was one of those where I'm like, is this true? Is this believable? (laughs) And like, well, you know what I mean. That's part of what I really want to get into today. Like, we're
1: just gonna have a good conversation about. you you know reasons why your flights can be canceled delayed diverted and some of them everyone will already know there's the obvious ones but then there's some other more behind the scenes ones um which sometimes they'll explain to you and then there's definitely reasons that if you ever encounter it they're definitely not telling you
0: yeah (laughs) Um, i think that's the thing people and also people tend to like they just really and i get it it's it's annoying when flights get canceled I mean it's more than annoying it really can put like uh a dent in in your travels but like people need to learn to just accept that this shit will happen sometimes and I think you know going through the reasons why it might might happen and understanding it Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe will help people accept it more not if it if it happens to them but when it happens because again if you travel you know quite regularly it will happen You will experience a canceled flight at some point. So, with that said,
1: you actually already touched on one thing I was going to get to later in the episode, but I'll just get it out of the front at the beginning. I don't care where you booked your flight, direct with the airline on some third party booking flight, but no matter what airline you're flying on, you get the airline app so you get those updates. Because even if you book on Expedia or booking.com, you can add your flight reference into there because then you get those notifications. And there's other notifications they send that aren't the cancellation or delays that I will touch on later, where Mm. you can see the warning signs and make decisions beforehand. But I think let's talk about, and this is my sort of, I don't know if Australians or Europeans so much, this would be the first thing that come to mind. Mm. But talking about, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, catastrophic flight delays, like I think of September 11, I do. And yeah. so, s- since then, before, but since then, especially, airport security is a massive reason that you could have issues, and it's not like I just gave the biggest example in the world. I think,
0: yeah, but here, that really changed the way that they did security at airports globally yeah. after nine eleven.
1: And we had a few issues here in Melbourne. There was actually one in Melbourne and Adelaide the same day, where some I'm just going to say it, dumb tourist walked through a restricted door <laughs> oh,
0: God. and then just
1: walked. And I can't remember. I think one left security realized they were in the wrong spot, then went back in. And then someone else just thought they were taking a shortcut and cut through. So hadn't been checked. Right. And because of that, they had to evacuate the entire airport.
0: <laughs> even there the was people one unchecked. Yeah. yeah.
1: Even the people on the planes on the tarmac. So all the planes had to come back to the gates and unload. Everyone yeah. had to go out and then everyone had to go through security again. Oh, And that would be infuriating, especially if you were on the tarmac.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, that's one of those things. So if that were me, I'm thinking of it in two ways. I would obviously be annoyed. Um, But I would also be like, well, you know, also if it is a safety concern, I'm glad that they're taking it seriously. But also... Why is there a door that someone's able just to go through? Like, that part would piss me off where it's like, okay, I get that you're evacuating everyone now to make sure that there isn't someone that has gotten into the airport that's, Mm -hmm. you know, unaccounted for. But how the hell did they get through? Like, how was it that easy to go through a security door? You know what I mean? Like, so I probably would be really pissed off.
1: Yeah. I I can say having done some event activations in airports. Yeah. It's surprising how you can. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah. it shouldn't be, you know, considering like how tight security is, it's like it should not be that easy for someone just to walk through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I
1: I agree completely. And I think, you know, if that's obviously gonna be a rare exception when this happens. Yeah. It's not obviously the most common, but I think you just have to frame it where a dumb tourist is actually the best case outcome. Yeah. Because what's oh, the alternative to that? Like an actual yeah. security threat. So Yeah. Annoying as hell, but it happens. It's happened here a few now, times.
0: Will they voluntarily give people that information?
1: So they did that day. So that day, mm-hmm. well, but not in the moment. So if your plane's being recalled, they will say from the Australian experience that there's been a security yeah. incident. Everyone has to be rescreened.
0: And okay. it didn't come
1: out until later what the security incident actually was.
0: All oh, right. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, I feel like it It probably is dependent on the airport, how much information they give you. Yeah. Um, like it's even funny, I don't know if funny is the right word, but in London on like the tube, mm-hmm. um, not that obviously not an airport, but you'll get the example I'm sort of comparing. Um, if there's delays to the trains mm-hmm. and if it's there's been an accident, what they actually announce is, um, you know, trains are delayed because of, um, somebody has fallen on the tracks. Like, they'll be very honest about it. Huh. And it's a bit like, you'll stand there. It, like, it, it feels... Jarring? I don't know. It, well, it's like, I, I don't know if them just saying, like, there's a passenger incident, if that would be, you know, enough Pas- information. Uh, but, no. but the fact that they're saying that someone has fallen on the tracks, I'm like, is this TMI? Like, do we need to know that? But, you know, so it's just the point of making that, It probably depends on the airport as well. How much, how honest they are about like, there's a security breach, you know, like do they say someone has broken through? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you once I was flying, it was in, it was a flight to between Ohio and Toronto. Can't for the life of me remember why I was flying Ohio to Toronto. But my flight, an alarm started going off in the airport saying there's been a security breach. Be prepared to evacuate. And okay. I'm sitting there and sometimes when you travel a lot you get very used to different things and you're like,
0: yeah, I'll
1: worry about this if they say evacuate. And I'm texting my mom and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is happening." And she goes, "You know what today is, right?" This was like September mm. 11th, that, like 10 years to the the 10-year anniversary of September 11th.
0: Oh. And I, that's so like, when I was
1: like, "Oh god."
0: But like then someone trying to replicate But
1: then my mind went yeah. to like Ohio. Would Ohio be the target? Probably not. And it yeah, wasn't. The, the, we
0: didn't evacuate and we
1: got on. So whatever it is, these things happen. They announce it. I think you just have to frame it as it's super inconvenient, but better to be it's inconvenienced for, than yeah. have a real security issue.
0: Well, totally. Like you would rather that it would be, It they go through all that trouble and it be nothing versus they don't do anything and oh shit, you're on a flight with someone unsavory we'll say yeah (laughs) that that got through yeah Um, exactly i think yeah definitely that is one of those cases of annoying yes but it's you just kind of have to roll with the punches it is what it is yeah yeah
1: um another one you have to roll with the punches that is the most obvious that anyone should have thought of even when they saw the title of this episode because this can cause your delays cancellations and Mm diversions. shit weather And I don't mean like there's a tornado on the tarmac. That's very easy to understand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But even like a good example of this recently where I learned is when I was flying from Toronto back to Los Angeles a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm there. I'm at the airport. I'm checking into my flight to LA. And all of a sudden the board, the app, everything says I'm going to Colorado. (laughs) And I'm like, my first instinct is... Oh my God, did I book a flight, accidentally book a flight to Colorado? Um, And I check in and the woman's like, well, no, it says for LA, like just head to your gate. Go to the gate. The gate says we're going to Colorado (laughs) and everyone at the gate is up in arms. Yeah, our flight was diverted to Colorado. And the reason they eventually took them forever to explain it, which was not ideal, as people were quite unhappy versus explaining it to us from the beginning, so the pilot, they they came out and they gave us an education, basically on plane, petrol, and wind. And mm-hmm. any plane that takes off essentially only has enough petrol to get to its destination. So they never are flying on, or rarely are flying on full tanks. And this is why sometimes you hear about planes having to circle ahead dumping fuel, because um, they right. can't land if they have too much weight and fuel. So the amount of fuel required to get from Toronto to L.A., very predictable. They do it every day, multiple times a day. But the winds were so strong, the plane couldn't actually fly. It would have run out of gas in the air.
0: Oh. Yeah, right? That's scary. Weird.
1: So the plane had to fly to Colorado to refuel, to get just enough fuel to get to Los Angeles. And the uh, for, for reference, once it did that, mm. a normally 53-minute flight from Colorado to Los Angeles took two and a half hours once they broke oh that's how windy it was that was the force the plane was flying against so so it's
0: almost one of the like i guess they didn't cancel the flight in that right. case but they rerouted it now do you think i don't know it's almost like should they have canceled it and just waited for the weather to like oh we're all show so glad they didn't
1: cuz i had a connecting people had connecting flights to uh, australia okay. like people obviously canceling a flight is a big decision I'm sure it's financial I'm sure the financial repercussions of canceling were worse than um but they'd actually diverted it through Colorado the day before so it wasn't like a one-off thing this windstorm was going on all week
0: so they probably can't cancel a week
1: worth of flights
0: yeah I mean I guess anything to do with weather it's sure it's one of those things again that if it's out of their control it's out of their control. Um right. and in this situation they actually are looking to what's you know what's the alternative. But I guess there's some cases like it's funny because flying out of Canada in a snowstorm versus flying out of the UK in a and I'm using quotation marks right now <laughs> in a snowstorm is very different. Like in the UK because they don't they don't know how to really handle snow in general mm-hmm. flights get canceled like left right and center as soon as there's a little bit of snow whereas a place like Canada I have flown out while it's been snowing pretty heavily but it's like it's oh nothing. yeah you
1: go the plane gets de because you're covered yeah. in a sheet of ice yeah 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 that's true like some people are just equipped for one things yeah and you're somewhere else and you think why don't you just de-ice the plane and they're like we don't have that capability Yeah, so that's where I think it's interesting with weather because there's things you can see and understand. Then there's weather patterns you can't see and understand. And I guess it's one of those things if they say there's bad weather, you just have to, and you don't see it. Like once the pilot explained it to us, we were like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like you would have had a lot less angry people if you told us that at the airport. (laughs) Like not once we were finally on the plane. Have you ever been canceled for weather?
0: The only flight I remember getting canceled due to weather was—I mean, I guess does the volcano eruption count? Yes, that was actually a, that was actually
1: a test question.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, that absolutely when we in, does. When we were in Dublin, because I'm like—I mean, the ash that's cloud. not a common occurrence, but i um, yeah, I'm like—is an ash cloud considered weather, or that was. Uh, or was that a natural disaster disaster? and is that the same thing i don't actually know
1: i think the point still stands because you know people were like oh my god what does the sky look like because they were envisioning this you know sci-fi movie where the cloud was full and gray and it was perfectly clear because we couldn't actually see the ash it was so high up
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah all i mean that was all flights within europe were grounded for like a week. That was wild. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to think outside of that. I don't, you know, I I feel like I've been actually very lucky when it comes to cancelled flights. Really, the only flights that have been cancelled on me have been, I think, the two in the last year. There must have been more. Maybe I don't remember. I think once in Australia, when my sister and I were there, there was a flight that was, one of our sort of domestic flights got cancelled due to weather. And that one was very confusing because... We were in, I think it was Sydney. And like, Sydney is, let's be honest, 99% of the time, (laughs) clear skies. Yeah, like gorgeous. And gorgeous weather. And they blamed it on weather, but weren't specific about it. And I think Uh, it was just one of those small domestic airlines that just canceled the flight because of whatever reason. And they used weather as an excuse. Oh. Um, And also didn't tell us, like, they didn't notify us until we got to the airport. And we were like, what are you talking about? It was like... 34 degrees super sunny we're like what weather like and i think we were only flying to like we weren't even flying that far so it's not like the weather could have been that different so yeah i think it was just oh i believe they they do that here
1: 100 percent. i had a flight and there's some good points in this one but i had a flight from sydney to melbourne once and they can't same thing canceled it. Said it was due to the weather. Fit us on like, or they diverted it. Sorry, so they diverted our flight from Melbourne Airport into Avalon Airport. Uh huh. And we were all like, "This is weird." And they said it was weather, but every other flight from Sydney to Melbourne, and on every other airline, was still flying. <laughs> so we were like, "Huh?" But the, I'm like, I said, I'm sure there's things they don't tell you that happen behind the scenes. But what was so interesting is so Avalon Airport, it's about an hour kind of, it's more west of airport or it's more west of Melbourne, whereas Melbourne Airport is north and it's about an hour Mm -hmm. away from the two airports. And so we landed there, which was fine for me because I was getting picked up. So I just called and said, hey, there were people who had their cars parked at Melbourne Airport who had, you know, people waiting for them there. And they were all like, how am I supposed to get to my car now? And everyone was like, well, you'll have to take an Uber, or find your own way. And I, cause the, we were ever, people were mad at the airline, obviously. And yeah. the airline was like, well, just, you know, save your receipts. Your travel insurance will absolutely reimburse you for these situations. And I just thought it was so funny because so many people do not have travel insurance for domestic flights. Like they think of it going internationally.
0: But That's a good point. Absolutely. Dema- yeah. Yeah,
1: you should always have travel insurance policy that covers domestic as well.
0: Can I tell you something funny but also not funny? Why? Now that you've mentioned travel insurance oh, and no. you and I we preach about it so much. Yes, we do. I found out last week that I actually did not have a travel insurance policy in place for the entire year of 2022. What? How? I, Because I, so my, the insurance policy that I had taken out in 2021, actually, no, I took it out in 2020 or before that, and it used to auto renew, which in general, you should never, you should always like look at the plan and make sure nothing's changed, whatever. Like you, you should look at new plans every year, but anyways, I didn't and it didn't auto renew oh my god last year and i thought that it did and so i i don't i was looking for something i think i was like this year was like all right i'll look at new plans because i should and i was like trying to find my insurance policy number for last year it would have it would have gone up to march this year and i checked and it all i all i had was emails from the year before saying like your policy is about to lapse like you know
1: oh my god so they were telling you
0: (laughs) yeah but I just didn't read the email you assumed it was a
1: renewal email
0: well I just yeah and I get so many yes you know emails from whatever like my inbox I have like 600 unread emails like I just assumed it was oh you're one of A marketing email (laughs)
1: yeah oh um, no
0: don't give me a break you lose emails all the time so don't even <laughs> <laughs> you you're one of those people you can't even find emails half of the time that I send you <laughs> like the day before so don't let's not go there um but yeah so I let it lapse and so I traveled all of last year without any insurance Oh, well, thank
1: goodness nothing happened
0: I know granted I say this I think I might be insured through work anyways. Like I think my company has a travel insurance policy even for personal travel. So I think I would have been covered, but I don't know exactly what would have been covered on that policy.
1: So yeah, not good. I'll make a confession as well, only because you did. I realized when I got back from my friend's wedding in Canada, short trip, went home, got the travel insurance, obviously. But because I fly, the way I do it, how I always fly into LA first, stay a night, Mm -hmm. so it's less stress. It's not a long trip, and then fly on the next day. I wasn't insured for the night in Los Angeles on each side of the trip.
0: Oh, so you're not perfect either. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, which is genuinely the worst place to not be insured.
0: Like, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. So you would, if anything would happen in the U.S., like that is, I feel like that is the one country that you, I want, would not have bought a insurance. house. Yeah, <laughs> my house would not no. be happening. You yeah, would oh. I mean, God, you see some of the bills, like what it yeah. costs to like have a baby in the U.S. is obscene. <laughs> like,
1: Well, and that's <laughs> why I think, especially for people, if you ever do travel in and out of the States, the annual travel insurance policy is so much more economical because to yes. buy individual one off trips... If you're going into the States, usually one trip to the States is more expensive than an annual policy.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I actually, that's the reason I moved to an annual policy like a few years ago because it was, I went on a trip, I think I went to New York or something. It was in the US and I think it cost me for that trip being there for a week. It was like, I want to say like 60 pounds or something Mm -hmm. for just being insured for that week. An annual policy costs 110 and that covers yeah. around the world, including the U.S., and obviously it's more than £60, pounds, but I'm like, yeah, but then that means I don't have to take out individual policies for all the trips I take in between. I guess it is, you know, directed for to people that do travel more. Like, there are people that maybe only go away once or twice in the year, but... But I think yeah. even
1: if you only go away once or twice, it's still worth investigating, but yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: It's just for and, sure. and and then always check if it has an auto <laughs> renew on it because I assumed mine did because it did the years before. But I feel like maybe after COVID or something, maybe they stopped doing it anyway. So thank God nothing happened last year. Yes. Um, I am insured, though, for this year. I took out a new policy a, like a month ago. So I'm good for India and I'm good for all the other stuff I have coming up.
1: <laughs> good. Yeah. Excellent yeah (laughs) um jumping back into cancellations (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so this is a big one and this is what I was touching on with the app earlier why you should always have it so I've been flying Melbourne to Sydney quite a bit lately twice now my last two trips to Sydney midday the day I was flying back um I booked the last flight out of Sydney back to Melbourne the Qantas app has sent me a notification being like want to fly earlier change your flight now for no change fee or no anything da 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 mm. and the first time I got it I'm like what the hell is this and then it dawned on me
0: even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: So they right. want to cancel it because they don't want to fly a plane that there's not enough people that are even paying for the cost of running that plane.
0: No, so it makes sense.
1: my first thought when I, once it hit me, I read it a few times and it was confused why they were doing it. And once it hit me, I'm like, oh my God, get on an earlier flight. Because if you don't and they cancel it, then you're going to be overnight there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's another good reason to always have the airline app because if you booked on third party and didn't have it linked to the app, You would Uh have never got that notification.
0: Yeah. Well, also bear in mind, though, some of these apps are a bit shit, and they don't always send push notifications. So, like, the BA app does not. So you have to voluntarily go into the app to sometimes find these updates. Yeah. I mean, obviously, every every airline's
1: going to be different. Their apps are going to be different. Um, Yeah. But, I mean... Air, some airlines are setting the standards and other ones are just going to be catching up. So. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm just in general. Yes, for sure. Have the app. But it's also don't uh, assume that you'll get a notification like you have to I, as somebody that works in the app space. I can tell you a lot of these apps are they need better app developers <laughs> that can actually like build out. Yeah. Some airlines have a have a good app and other ones. I'm like, who built this <laughs> like yeah. you need yeah someone better i believe
1: it i just think yeah. on a lot of these frequent trips where flights are every hour on the hour they have no qualms about canceling one of the no. undersold flights and putting you on before and after so i think no. that's just always something to be weary of conscious of and yeah i mean th- it's, it should be pretty easy to be flexible with that though i mean if you can be on the flight the next hour i don't think that's worth complaining about
0: well And that's the thing, like, I think even when my flight got canceled um, to Toronto over Christmas, so yeah, sure, it was inconvenient, but they literally sent me a message saying, like, just rebook the next day, Mm -hmm. which I did. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm losing a day. But when I actually looked at, you know, I'm like, I have nothing to do tomorrow. Like, it's not like I have to be there tomorrow. Um, but I still had people being like, oh, you should see if they owe you compensation for this and this and this. And I'm like, "I they don't. Like, they just rebooked me on the same flight the next day, the same class. I was fl- I was flying business. Mm-hmm. They rebooked me on business. So I'm like, there's nothing for me to go back and complain to them about. And also I'm like... These airlines, like, you want to spend your time waiting on hold just to speak to someone that's going to tell you, like, we didn't, like, yeah, we canceled the flight, but we rebooked you. We don't owe you any. Like, the juice isn't worth the squeeze sometimes. I don't want to argue with a customer service person from an airline (laughs) for something that they probably don't owe me.
1: This is one of those things, I think, that varies country to country, too. So people, a lot of times, their natural inclination is to say, oh, my God, they they owe you for that. And it's like, "Mm, do they? Because I've learned yeah. a lot of times they don't. And you can claim it on travel insurance. Yeah. Um, the only times I've heard where they actually have to reimburse you is, A, if they bumped you down. So if you paid for a business first class ticket and you're an economy, they have to reimburse you what the difference would be. Well,
0: yeah, been. that's, of uh, course. Yeah. That's not really a canceled flight, though. That's just where they... No, no, no. I'm changing. just talking about, like,
1: situations where I know they do have to reimburse for things yeah um another one is if it was something within their control so obviously flights get canceled and delayed a lot of times for mechanical issues right um or staffing issues those are two of them so if they if their plane had a maintenance issue or understaffed um they might have to put you up in a hotel but that's also voucher based yeah um and what was the other one Oh, just if they, so if they oversell the flight and they bump you from it. um, But they're very upfront about what they'll give you. So if they say this flight's oversold, we'll offer you a free hotel for tonight and $300.
0: Yeah, but that's again, not, you know, necessary. That's not even a canceled flight. That's them not giving you the service that you paid for. But I think on the point of, of canceled flights, like you said, if it's something in their control. And I think, you know, last year... Um, again, I mentioned BA just because they were an absolute mess last year because they there was a lot of strikes happening in yeah. the UK with airline staff, um, and then BA specifically, they just I think they hadn't hired back enough staff after COVID, um, and it was just an absolute mess. And they were canceling flights left, right, and center. And they actually like people whose flights were canceled, they were they um, like legally because there is I think within like the EU they've got their yeah. own sort they- of rules and laws when it comes to flight cancellations and what customers are owed. And in this scenario, because it was within BA's control that they were understaffed, I think the technical issue that happened in December was also something that fell within their control because it was their computer system that broke. Mm -hmm. So in these scenarios, they did owe people money in, again, certain situations where, say, they couldn't get rebooked or something. Like, again, an airline will always, if they can rebook you, Like, the next day, in that situation, they won't – most of the time anyways, they don't owe you anything back. Like, you're getting the same service just on a different day. But BA was canceling loads of flights, like, last year where people weren't getting rebooked. They were just saying, canceled, we'll refund you, um, and you can take it up with – I don't know how it works. It's through, like, if you want to be compensated, you have to file through whatever – which, again, some people, if it's like, ugh, if it's only worth, like, if I'm only going to get, like, a hundred bucks back or a hundred pounds, like, hey. is it worth going through it? But, yeah, it depends. That's if a you're, money to some people. Yeah. Well, so I think you can get up to, like, 300 in some situations. It Ultimately depends. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very situational based, like oh, you said. It's, f- and it's not always the case. I think everybody always assumes flight gets canceled. Airline owes me money. And it's like, yeah. no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I
1: know there's three regions and I forget the third one, but I know it's the EU, Indonesia and somewhere else where they actually do have very um, clear guidelines on compensation yeah. where countries like Australia, it's just so ambiguous. You'll almost never get anything. I remember yeah. I'll just tell a funny story. When I was in the Dominican Republic and my flight got canceled because or delayed, I put in quotes. Yeah. Um all the Air Canada workers had been striking. The government had ordered them back to work from so didn't allow them to undertake strike action. So coincidentally, one day every pilot out of Montreal called in sick. And right. uh, my flight from the Dominican was connecting in Montreal that night or that morning so obviously my flight was canceled they rescheduled it for a flight that evening and i ended up missing the flight i've probably told the story so missed the flight me and two other friends missed the flight um i wrote a letter later trying to say you know i was at the shuttle in the morning and with the flight delays and transportation to the airport later in the afternoon and the time it took like i missed the flight I was trying to see if they'd give me anything. Yeah. <laughs> they Basically, re- I got a letter in response that was like, we have investigated your complaint and found that every single person on the plane, other than you and your two friends, made their flight in yeah. the shuttle. <laughs> Everyone was on the shuttle except for you. And I was like fair but i had to fair. try
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you don't don't ask don't get right
1: yeah but i just thought you know what they did it was like the pilots called in sick it was a cluster of issues that yeah. weren't my fault but ultimately yeah they were like you can go stuff it miss
0: yeah Still try anything not to obviously give anything away yeah. this kind of reminds me of Um, I had a flight between, I was in New York flying to Toronto and it was an evening flight and it was delayed. I remember getting to the airport in New York and it said my flight was delayed by an hour and I'm like, that's annoying. And then once it got to that hour, then it was delayed another hour and I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? And And then the hour went, like that hour went, so now we're two hours delayed. And then it said it was delayed another hour and I was like, this is crazy. And at this point it's getting into like, you know, it's like 9pm at this point. Thankfully, a friend of mine, thank God, I was messaging her. She was in uh, a friend of mine in Canada. She had some um, lounge passes that she hadn't used. And she's like, let me send these to you in an email and see if you you can use them. And I could. So thankfully, I I sat in uh, the Air Canada lounge because I was flying with Air Canada. Anyway, so thankfully I had somewhere I could sit and just like eat and drink, um, drink a lot of free wine. It was lovely. But anyway, so as this continues going on, the flight gets delayed another hour, another hour, another hour. And I'm like, I know where this is going.
1: Yeah. i they're going to keep
0: delaying this. They're going to keep delaying it to the point. Like, what is it again? Where it's not canceled. It's not officially canceled. And they do this as a tactic because if they cancel it, like straight away then I think they have to give you like the hotel vouchers I can't remember how it works but it's a tactic that they do isn't it Uh, I keep pushing it back I don't think so
1: so I think usually because the thing is the airlines they want to get you in the air like there's never any benefit to them not having you in the air um but as it gets later what happens is you know say you have a mechanical issue that delays you two to three hours then the plane is ready to fly well at that point the, and this is a very common reason that we often don't have visibility to. The crew are all past their hours for that day. They've That's already, what happened. They've already flown yes. too much. So they're trying to find a new crew, a full plane crew. Yeah. To come in to keep the plane. So the plane now can fly. But yeah. they don't have anyone to staff it, to staff the so plane. I
0: th- I think this is what, what happened in this situation. And there was another flight that had come in. I think it was an Air Canada flight and I think the pilot and the crew that was on that one, they had to like go in and ask them like, hey, would you guys be willing to do one more flight back to Toronto? And they agreed. Oh, uh, And so they flew us back. Yeah. And they were like, I think could still, because of course they have rules, like you said, in place of how long pilots can fly and, you know, how long like airline stuff can work, like yeah. any, you know, employment rules and laws. Yeah. Um, so they ended up flying us back and we were all just like thank god we were so i remember we were so nice to the crew and they were lovely because we had been sitting in the airport for like six hours at this point and so they were about to Like, I think they were about to cancel the flight altogether after being delayed. for. That's even, like, that's the worst part. When you've been delayed six hours and then it's canceled.
1: I've had that happen. So I was on a, it was like a 4 p.m. flight from Washington, D.C. to Toronto, which is just like an hour flight in Uptown. And it was exactly that. Delayed an hour, delayed an hour, delayed an hour. And then finally it hit the point where they didn't have staff and they were trying to get staff. And because I was flying into Billy Bishop, not Toronto Airport, they actually have a cutoff time. I think it's 10 or 11 PM where planes can't fly in after that because it's in the middle of a city. So yeah, our flight got canceled. And I think this is probably one of the most infuriating ones because people's thoughts are, why didn't you just cancel it at four o'clock?
0: Yeah. Exactly. I could have had a day
1: in the city. I could have gone home and slept or gone somewhere. Like why didn't you? And usually it's because by the time they fixed one issue, there was a new issue. Yeah. Um, And that's one where I'd always recommend even, just looking i don't know like cuz a lot of times they have vouchers you can use within the airport too whether it's like 10 15 20 dollar vouchers i've gotten so if you need to eat or something so it's always worth asking but i think that's one of the most infuriating ones
0: oh for sure yeah. and i remember i think they did they gave us vouchers for this like at this desk or whatever because we were delayed over a certain time but at that point, because it was, like, 11 p.m., everything closed in the airport. Yeah. So people were like, where are we supposed to even use this $10 voucher you've given us? Like, it was really badly. Just the whole thing was a mess. And thankfully, so we did get back. I remember getting to Toronto at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to land. My original flight was supposed to land at, like, 9 or something. And and I remember for all of this, so technically, yeah, the flight wasn't canceled. But uh, they send, uh, you know – obviously we were like, we should be reimbursed for something. And I got a 10% voucher, 10% off voucher from Air Canada. Like, a few weeks later where they're like oh we apologize for this and the voucher had to be used within like the next two months and i'm like thanks so much air canada yeah. like, <laughs> to
1: be I, fair I, though would... that's what i was trying to go for when i wrote the letter about the montreal pilots i didn't even get
0: that yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's one of those where they're like here's a voucher now you have to book with us like you know, yeah, I where know. They're like, you're gonna like you're and,
1: profiting and off your gift yeah yeah because
0: especially when they put um, an expiry date on it and yeah. like in the next two months, so you're you basically this is a sales tactic for them where they're like, here's a voucher, spend with us in the next two months. I'm like, I probably wouldn't have anyway, so you know I'm not going to use this voucher. You're making yourself, you know, <laughs> look like you've done something good here. And if I do use it, it's more money in your pocket. So screw you. So I obviously we should didn't just use call this voucher. episode
1: "Screw You, Air Canada."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, and then I
1: think so. Talking just about staffing and like how they can't work so long another reason and this is one they would never tell you so if this ever happens to anyone you'll never have visibility to it unless it's in the news um if a pilot shows up and is deemed unfit to fly whether
0: that's scandalous
1: and i think there's a really good denzel washington movie about it where like if you're a pilot you can't even have a drink the night before um there's that snakes on a plane <laughs> i haven't seen oh, that I'm one
0: <laughs> i haven't either was that even denzel washington i'm tired no it was samuel l jackson i think i'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane that's all i know yeah definitely
1: pilot unfit to fly
0: because <laughs> <laughs> there's snake we haven't even talked about snakes on a plane uh, <laughs> if there's snakes on a plane also probably will get canceled
1: yeah uh, but yeah <laughs> unfit to fly now can also be like if the pilot's Se- appears to be suffering, like, a mental break. Um, Haven't slept enough. Like, sleep-deprived. Sleep exactly. So, and that's when, again, they'll never tell you. Um, I mean, I
0: wonder how, like, we should have asked. We actually did an episode where um, we had my friend Sean on, who is a pilot for a major um, airline. <laughs> and I wonder if... <laughs> we I won't say which one. But I wonder if, like, when a pilot shows up, we should have asked him this. Like, do they do they do any like not tests but like who decides a pilot is unfit to fly like, i imagine it's one
1: of those things where if there's just warning signs
0: okay yeah
1: i imagine they look it's a little assumed, bit drunk yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah, yeah. but the, great question we should actually ask a pilot that like because you hear how big a deal it is for them to have a drink the night before but how would you know if they had one drink
0: well, how would before. anyone know if your Uber driver has had a drink that day or the night before? Like,
1: you should implement a policy is, for Uber.
0: I don't know. Like, do they <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe planes and Ubers need like maybe they all need the breathalyzers before they can start up. You know, and like people that have had like drunk driving um incidences where they in their cars to start them up, they have to blow into a breathalyzer. Maybe they need those on all planes. All taxis.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Trains. I don't know.
0: I'm just looking into the future.
1: <laughs> okay. Speaking of computerizing the devices or whatever the right word is there. Um, yeah. And you touched on this with BA also is, and I don't think they'd ever admit this either, but when they talk about glitches or, you know, well, they there's do a talk a glitch about in the it. system. Well, they talk, about glitch, new- they talk about glitches in the system, but I mean... When their systems have actually been hacked,
0: you know that I—I I think they do that. That's foreign
1: I've never that, seen them admit their systems were hacked.
0: There's—it's been in the news here. I think BA. If I look it up now, I'm certain there was like a whole hacking thing.
1: Mm, Let me see. Yeah, I—that's oh, one I I'd have to see it to believe it. Because you hear—you hear them talk about glitches. You hear them talk about system errors, server errors. There's so many things that could be legitimate or code for hackers have hacked our system. Yeah.
0: I mean, it says I think they have to be honest about that, though, because if no. you are a consumer. Yes, because if you if your data has been breached and again, this data breach different, your, different
1: from hacking, they can hack systems and bring them down with no data
0: breaches. So, yeah, I'm looking here. British Airways, they had an attack that affected their bookings. So that's different. With credit card details yeah. of around 380,000 total customers being compromised. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say they couldn't. Ha- I don't know if they're hacking into. I'm trying to remember what happened. I don't even mean
1: hacking into the airline, but more so hacking into like the flight center. The um, what's it called when they're out in the like air traffic control. Those kind of things. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's stories like I don't know if you've watched on Netflix. They've got that documentary now about the Malaysian. I
1: like, did watch that. that. I did that went missing, and yeah. that
0: whole like the, obviously they still don't know what happened, but it's all if anyone watches it, they basically take you through like scenarios what they think could have happened. Yeah, and there's the whole thing about there's one of them you know where there's like two hackers on the plane that somehow get into the computer system from like yeah. underneath, and they're able to infiltrate the system and completely switch the direction of like where the plane is going. That kind of stuff. I don't know. Like it's never really like, would they ever admit that? I guess if, if it's a missing plane in that situation, they would have to admit like, yeah, this happened. Yeah. But Um, I don't know.
1: I just know there's been definitely big businesses like global businesses, global healthcare systems that have been hacked and they always use server, server error, um, there's an excuse because there's just a public safety threat or fear if people yeah. know that there is foreign interference happening. Um, yeah. So I do not believe they'd ever tell us if like the yeah. actual, like I know hospitals have a backup plan where they can actually switch to a paper system. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, know of, of a course. hospital system where that ha- they were hacked into and their whole system was taken down by hackers. And for two days they operated by paper. Um, yeah. Yeah. But
0: I think... I'm just reading. So as I Googled the BA thing. So from the flights that got canceled back in December. So it yeah. was basically all... It was short haul. Uh, oh, this maybe maybe different. But basically, it was like transatlantic flights. And it's saying here that, you know, British Airways, they confirmed it was not a cyber attack. So it yeah. was like an internal glitch. But it's interesting, though, right? Because if they... Well, I don't know. If it was an internal glitch, they're more at fault than say if it was a cyber attack, no?
1: I, I know. Now we're getting deep. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's true. Like, if, if it's a if it's a glitch in their system and they they're whoever it is that's supposed to maintain the system, whether it's an IT guy or if they screwed up on someone they employed, isn't? Aren't they more at fault than say? And granted, yes, you know, they should have safety measures in place where they can't be hacked but it does happen there are some very smart hackers out there yeah aren't they more responsible for something that they are in control of than a cyber <laughs> attack i don't yeah. know i'm just thinking of it from that way where it's like maybe they should be like "Yes, yeah, someone hacked your system <laughs> shit sorry like it was well, out of our control
1: <laughs> well i think with the, the airways like the actual airlines though their concern is data breaches whereas the yeah. security threats would actually be the airports Right? Yeah, true. Like the systems, yeah. yeah. Um, we've gotten off track. We've gone down. This is how so easy well, it is to go down. Like a little. We have, but
0: hill. I, I feel like these are all interesting kind of discussion points around it. Where I'm like, I don't know what. Ha- I, I don't work. We should maybe work for an airline and an airport. And we <laughs> I can was just thinking about that. Yesterday. Inside <laughs> scoop. <laughs> uh,
1: but, but you were. I love that your reasoning for the podcast was for the podcast, whereas mine yesterday was like, I'm never gonna get an upgrade. Like I just need to get a part time job with Qantas so I can get upgrades.
0: (laughs) That was my frustration yesterday. I mean, do people that work at the airlines do they even get the upgrades anymore? Yes. They actually do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A family member of mine works for British Airways and flies back to Australia first class every time. (laughs) And posts all the photos and I'm like, I'm jealous.
0: Why do I not know your family member? He doesn't
1: want to work for them anymore, but he doesn't want to give up the perks.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe I can meet this family member because I fly with BA all the time. Maybe they can get me upgrades.
1: I will make this intro.
0: How have you not done this already?
1: Well, I mean, he is in a long-term relationship, but you never know. Okay, and then we've come to, and this is going to be a very easy one to understand, but I think how you handle it. Yeah. I want to talk about that. So obviously, medical incident on the plane. So you're midair. Someone suffers a medical emergency. The plane has to land. Very evident, clear, easy to understand (laughs) reason for landing. This was actually part of the inspiration for this episode because I had a girlfriend this happened to recently, and they landed. This was coming back from North America to Australia in Hawaii. They had to divert to Hawaii. And they said, you know, we're going to be here for a few hours. They had to figure out what staffing, all those issues we've talked about in this episode look like. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then she didn't leave the airport because she thought, oh, you know, if it's only going to be a few hours, I don't want to go. But she'd never been to Hawaii. She said tons of other passengers on the plane went out and explored the island. And then the flight that night got canceled. They all had to stay in Hawaii. And she's like, I spent the whole day in the airport in Hawaii. And then went to a hotel and then left the next day. <laughs> I'm like, that's shit. should have left. I know. I wanted to end on this. So a lot of cancellations and diversions are shit. But sometimes if there's an opportunity in it, you have to take the yeah. opportunity.
0: Always find the silver linings in things like this, if you can, if they actually exist. Yeah. And like something like a medical, obviously, like if anyone gets angry about a flight being canceled because of a medical emergency in the air or whatever, you're an idiot. Like... Yeah. You're actually to get angry over that. Yeah. You're get an idiot. over yourself. Yeah.
1: And that's where, if you divert in Hawaii, go spend the day in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. Make the most of it. That's yeah. like when we, you know, our flights were canceled we were stuck in Dublin. We're like, we're in Dublin. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Let's have a good time. And, and we did it. Did. We did. <laughs> we did really it. did. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely worse places to be stuck or grounded from yeah. a yeah, canceled flight so yeah amazing is that the list
1: that 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 was that was the summation of the list so i think you know obviously there's things we didn't go and talk about like a pandemic we all know yeah. we don't need to tell anyone we
0: all know that flights get canceled because yeah. of a global pandemic i think we're all pretty aware of that one
1: and i think the only other one we really didn't talk about which everyone gets is mechanical issues with the plane what are you gonna do you want the plane to be safe yeah
0: like okay you're gonna be angry that your flight's canceled because the phalange is missing <laughs> steph i just want to reiterate steph does not watch friends so that quote is totally lost on her
1: i know i was like okay <laughs> um i uh, my plane when i was taking off in colorado we started taxiing down the runway Da da started accelerating to speed up And then stopped and we were like everyone was like what the fuck like we've been here for hours and the pilot came on he's like sorry folks we just have to turn around the engineers who came on to clear us left some paperwork on the plane (laughs) 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 and they had to turn around because the engineers need that paperwork for you to safely fly. (laughs)
0: I mean, that's annoying, but also not a canceled flight anyways. No,
1: we were getting off, and we were just so happy to finally be leaving. My four and a half hour flight, Toronto to LA, took over nine hours. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, lots of reasons your flights can be canceled, diverted, delayed.
0: I think, you know, from what we can take away from this, Mm -hmm. for canceled flights, yes, it's annoying, but it's not the end of the world. I feel like... People look at a canceled flight and think it is like one of the worst things that can happen. And while it is inconvenient, Inconvenient. it's very inconvenient, but like don't let it tear you up inside. Because like I have seen people get absolutely furious. Yes. And I'm like, is the energy worth it? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's a canceled flight. You'll get on another one. Yeah. I get like sometimes, okay, canceled flights say you got to be you know, somewhere very important the next day, but also that's why you give yourself some wiggle room. You don't book a flight the day before your friend's wedding. You give yourself a few days, you know, you don't book a flight the day before something really important. (laughs) You have to, you have to have a, a plan in place if something were to happen, if something were to get canceled, especially in the day and age we are in. I feel like flights do get canceled more often than they used to because of things like pandemic, because of, You know, lots of airline workers are going on strike because they're overworked, understaffed.
1: I think the most stressed out people I always see are the people who have kids that they're getting home to. So they're canceled flight. And it's just even in that situation, like your kids aren't going to end up alone that night. Right. You're not abandoning them. You've got family like you call in the troops to help you out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ho- but We we say this, we don't have children though, so no, I don't know what it's like.
1: <laughs> but I've seen it a lot, but like, because the natural reaction is to get stressed out and overworked before you solve yeah. it, when you could just solve it without that stress. It step. is just
0: one of those things, I think, just in general, it is like your, yeah, like you said, your natural reaction is to be stressed and annoyed and fine, like feel it for a minute and then be like, all right, well how Time can to sort I, this like, out what, what yeah like let's sort it out let's let's work on a solution
1: to your point yeah. takeaways find the silver linings
0: yeah
1: have the travel insurance
0: yes <laughs> T- take it from me guys have the travel insurance <laughs> and i always
1: say it's funny cuz you said a few times in this episode is it worth the struggle but i always say it's worth a shot let's see if you can get anything out of it
0: uh yeah you and i differ i think a little bit there we do <laughs> Where, we do <laughs> the, i always i always ask myself in these situations yeah is the juice worth the squeeze and to me sometimes it's not <laughs> yeah fair fair. Um, we want to hear from everyone here like have you guys experienced missed flights what was the reason or are there any like really obscure reasons that maybe like we didn't cover today would love to hear about other people's experiences
1: or give us a shout in real time while it's happening to
0: you yes
1: all right until next time see you guys
0: all the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms, from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod, and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching All the Shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening.